Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group, and I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. So before we get started on today's topic, I'd like to remind you of a few things, go over a few things before we get started. Um, If you like this show, of course, I am always on every Thursday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, I would urge you to check out Buffy Williams' show. She is on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This show is live, and I do have a Zoom account, which you can call into to talk to me during the show. The number to call is one 558 8656. That's a United States number through New York. Your long distance charges will apply. So let's get started on today's topic. Um, It is related to to, uh, COVID-19 again, since that seems to be on everybody's mind. So I'd like to talk about how the pandemic is affecting people who already have mental health issues. Um, By and large, it seems to be compounding those issues for everyone that I've spoken with that I know have mental health issues going on. So let's get into it. So right now, many people with mental health issues rely on interactions with others to boost their mood. Now, if a person works, you know, if if a mental if a person with a mental health issue does hold down a job, being furloughed may um, increase their mental health issues such as um, anxiety and depression for a couple reasons. A, they don't have the interaction, the, the face-to-face interaction with coworkers like they normally would, and that can be very isolating. And B, um, if you thrive with a outside structure, with something that provides an outside structure, whether it be work, school, something like that, um, it can really throw you off um, as far as your day-to-day, um, what you do day-to-day. Also, it can increase your depression. I know that I am one of those people that needs an outside structure to some extent. Otherwise, I I kind of lose my way in there. So that's another thing is that those two things, the interaction with coworkers live in person and the loss of a structure really affect people 
um, with already, uh, you know, already difficult mental health issues. Depression in particular can set in if you are feeling isolated from other people, which I know, frankly, a lot of people are, are going through that right now, whether you have a diagnosed mental illness or not. That's a big deal. Um, I have a friend who is working from home, but she is not used to it. And it is driving her up the wall, poor thing. So even if you don't have the extra burden of a mental health condition, it can still affect you greatly. Um, again, speaking of increased isolation, many, many um, people with disabilities are already isolated, especially if you are bedridden. Um, but again, you can lose con con contact with family, friends, co-workers. You can always do a Zoom chat and that's great, but it's it's not a real replacement for so having somebody with you, you know, there real in real time talking to you physically there. Um, another thing that we're facing as society at large is a level of uncertainty of what's going to happen, what is happening, and what the future looks like. For somebody who suffers from a mental health issue, especially something like anxiety, this can be very nerve-wracking. Not having an answer as to when the COVID virus is going to end, when it, everything is going to go back to quote-unquote normal, if things are going to go back to normal, um, you know, and what normal will look like once we have emerged from this crisis. So not only do you have the anxieties of daily living, being furloughed, for example, from your job or, you know, being on Social Security um, or wondering when your stimulus check is going to come in or just everyday things can be heightened for somebody who has anxiety, depression, um, or other mental illnesses because it's, it's an extra layer. It's an extra layer of stress that honestly nobody needs. Um, you know, and it's the, I, the other thing is rapid changes. If you look at the news, which unfortunately I'm, I'm a news hound. I am, I follow it quite closely. Um, but if you look at the news, you know, sometimes things change every hour, you know, unfortunately the death toll goes up or the number of people who are infected goes up. That can be quite dispiriting. Um, if you are following it closely, I recommend that you take a break from the news. It's something that I am trying to do right now. Um, it's really for me, it's a balancing act between wanting to be informed and really not allowing myself to get mired in, in, you know, the depression and the feelings of, uh, you know, just complete, 
confusion and bewilderment at this situation. So I really have to do a big balancing act there. And I encourage everybody else who is going through this to do so as well, because it's really not helpful to be watching the news or, you know, ingesting the news 24 hours a day. Um, <clears throat> going on with, um, you know, uncertainty, I think to some degree, uh, people with mental health issues face uncertainty in their daily life to begin with. Um, you know, is this going to be a good day? Is this going to be a bad day? What, you know, am I going to be triggered by something? If, if you have PTSD, for example, there's that level of uncertainty of, okay, what is my mood going to be like and how am I going to deal with it? Um, so adding something like COVID-19 on top of that is, is a real struggle. And I would suggest that if you are having trouble, uh, please reach out to your therapist or your psychiatrist um, and get a, you know, a telehealth visit with them if you if you possibly can, because this this is rough. This is very, very rough. Um, <clears throat> so, again, rapid changes, not being able to keep up with the rapid changes and suddenly you're all over the place, you know, and we really can't tell what things are going to look like um, next month. So it's very, it's a very unsettling feeling. Um, and it can be very frightening, like standing on ever shifting ground, or maybe you're in the middle of like an earthquake where you're the, you know, earth is moving beneath you because you don't know what the next move is. It's very unsettling. Um, related to that, no end date to this. You know, people are talking now in the government about when should we reopen the economy? Should we reopen the economy? When can kids go back to school? When can restaurants open? Is it now? Is it later? And everybody seems to have a different opinion on this. So for somebody who is suffering from mental health issues, that can be very unnerving and um, disorienting because especially depending on what state you are in right now, you may be having less of an effect as far as COVID-19 or, you know, you may be in a city like New York that's really hit hard and each state and city are going to have their own um, their own thoughts on when they should, you know, reopen business or reopen life as normal. And you know, no two cities are going to be alike. And again, much like um, that shifting feeling I talked about, it's it's a very uncertain thing and. You know, what will it look like? Will will you still have whatever stability you do have as a disabled person? Um, although I don't think this is going to happen, I've heard of people who are really concerned about things like Social Security. Again, I mentioned the stimulus check, that sort of thing. So everything's very up in the air right now, and that is very uh, uncomfortable.
especially because everybody seems to have their own view of how to handle, you know, coming out of this pandemic. So I'm going to stop for a break now. And in a few minutes, we'll go through some other things that you may, uh, that may, you know, be affecting people with mental health issues as we go through this crisis. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And we are back. Last segment, we were talking about the uncertainty of this COVID-19 crisis and the idea that there's really no end date in sight, even though we are hopeful. Um, another aspect to that is that although our scientists and medical doctors are working on a vaccine and a few other uh, treatments that seem promising, uh, authorities say that it is likely that we will not have a vaccine until about a year to 18 months out. So again, that's another thing to look into. I, it's, it's again, it adds to that feeling of uncertainty and, you know, the feeling of, oh my gosh, are we going to be, you know, sequestered at home for an entire year? Um, I, we don't know. We don't know. And it can be very, very unsettling. Like I mentioned last segment, um, if you happen to have a germ phobia, which a lot of people do. I can't imagine what you guys are going through in this pandemic. It, it must be just excruciating um, to see everybody wearing a mask or, you know, it being constantly talked about on the, on the news, you know, things like, do I have a cold? Do I have allergies? You know, do I, I really feel for everybody who happens to have a phobia like that at this point, because I just, I can't imagine having to go through something like this with that particular, uh, barrier or challenge on top of just the regular, um, you know, the regular uncertainty, the regular uneasiness of this whole situation. Um, lest you think that this episode will be all doom and gloom, I do want to point out a few bright spots we have going on here. Um, it, as far as the United States and humanity and how we are, how we have become able to use our time to lift people up, to help people out. So there are several things going on right now. I mentioned earlier telehealth in which people visit their doctors over things like Skype or other services um, to get to go to doctor's appointments because of the social um, distancing issues we're having right now. I myself have 
um, visited my primary care doctor. I visited other specialists over the internet. It's a really great service. It's been here for quite a while, but I think it's really taking off due to the social distancing we're now having to do. So if there's anything that you need to be seen for a doc with a doctor for, I would encourage you to check that out. There are several ser services like MD Live and BetterHealth.com that are offering services. A lot of these telehealth services also take insurances. I would check with both of them to see which insurance they do take. Um, but it's a great, it's a great service, especially if it's something that your doctor can diagnose um, online or maybe over the phone without you having to be physically seen. Now, of course, you will have to go into, you know, the doctor. Well, you'll have to go into the doctor's office or, you know, urgent care if it's something that a doctor really needs to physically investigate. But this is a good way to just get common things taken care of. I'd also like to point out that new communities are forming to provide support during this time, both nationally and individually. Um, neighbors are helping neighbors. Governors form... Uh, governors from multiple states are banding together in the neighbors uh, helping neighbors um, department. I recently heard of a story of a neighbor who found out that one of her, you know, one of her neighbors was elderly and was by herself during this time. And she spoke with this neighbor and said, Hey, you know, if you need something, put, put, uh, Put a green piece of paper in your window, and if you need something, change it to red, and I will be there to help you get whatever it is, be it groceries or medication or whatever. Um, and this is somebody she might have just not even gotten to know, um, you know, in case, unless, you know, this in a normal situation. So... That's, that's one of the things. People are making new connections. They're finding new ways to communicate and still converse with others and get that, um, get that societal connection that we all need. Um, <clears throat> um, again, as I mentioned, administratively, um, we, we are seeing now a lot of governors banding together regionally. I know that New York State, Connecticut, and I believe New Jersey are now talking to each other quite frequently because they're all in this corridor of travel, travel between the states. It's a major corridor, so they have a lot of people traveling between all three states a lot of the time. Because of that, they're trying to coordinate efforts to uh, mitigate the COVID-19 virus. And it's really something to see. It's really, it, it, it affirms my belief in humanity. And I think sometimes we need that, especially now. Um, it's, it's very hard to see the negative aspects of this pandemic. And I understand that there are hugely negative aspects of this pandemic. But I think there are some bright sides as well, which I will continue to talk about um, right after this break. So I will see you in just a moment.
This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on education. Last segment, I was speaking about things that people are doing in order to combat the sense of isolation and loneliness that we are feeling now in this time of the pandemic. And I mentioned that people both locally and nationally are helping each other out to kind of make it through um, this time you know, with and find what they need, whether it's neighbors helping neighbors with food or clothing or other items or just companionship or all the way up to um, different states, states helping each other out. Also, I would say um, one of the, probably one of the more surprising things that I've seen come out of this um, social distancing um these social distancing orders that we have is there's been a lot of creativity. Um, People have been filling their time with crafts and painting and learning a new instrument and just making time for things that they normally wouldn't if they we're working. And I also think that this is a really good thing for people that are, do suffer from mental health issues because it can provide a boost. Um, and in some ways, a way of communicating, there are a lot of YouTube videos out there. Now I'm sure a lot of you have heard of them where you can, people get their families together and they will sing parodies of Disney songs. Um, focusing on the COVID-19 virus. And I find it very interesting because it's a way of not minimizing the effects of the virus, but it is a way of taking this situation and poking a little bit of fun, you know, um, bringing a little bit of light into this situation. I think it's something that's sorely needed. So I encourage you, you know, go on, go online, check these things out. Um, People are being, like I said, very, very creative. Um, There was one gentleman who actually was a fairly good singer, but he was, you know, um, he dressed up in various costumes of Disney characters and kind of demonstrated via song how each Disney character would deal with um, self-isolation. It was surprisingly funny and cute and endearing. And I think that's, that's wonderful. Um, you also have, you know, people using zoom for their book clubs and their, um, you know, language meetings and, and things like that. So people are finding ways around the isolation, and I think that's important for mental health because, as I mentioned, that that lack of connection to another person can be very devastating 
if you are isolated at home and you also have mental health conditions, it can make things worse. So I encourage those who are out there to really take a look and see what's out there online. Um, last episode, I posted a lot of links to things that are going on, um, concerts that are being streamed online, that sort of thing. Um, I'd encourage you to check those out. I would go on meetup.com and see who, check out, first of all, check out the groups there and see who has transitioned onto something like Zoom or Skype for the duration of the pandemic. Um, that way you can actually see each other and interact that way. Um, so I find, I find, like I said, I find that very helpful that even though in this really grim time, we as humans are finding ways to still connect, to still have fun, to still enjoy life. And it might be difficult right now, but I encourage everybody to hang in there. And, you know, this will end. Um, like everybody else, I don't know when, but it will end. Um, and I would encourage everybody to hang on to that creativity and try to make this try to do the best you can focus on the things you can do like those zoom meetings or pick up a craft um and we'll get through this i do want to let everybody know since you know this was a pretty heavy topic i'll be honest um the united states does have a national uh suicide hotline so if you are feeling very you know if you're feeling rough and really need somebody to talk to and feel like there's no way you know you can get to a psychiatrist or a psychologist um check out those telehealth groups a and b i would urge you to contact this national suicide hotline that's 1-800-8 255. Again, that's United States only. Um, if you are in another country, I would encourage you to reach out to your medical and psychological professionals if you're having a rough time during this time. Um, again, I, I know it's hard and I am there with you and I truly hope that we can all find a little light, even in this, you know, tunnel, I guess. I, I wish the best for everyone and I wish everybody would stay healthy and safe. And I will see you next week with another topic on the New Heights Show on education. Take care, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.